My crazy psychotic manager demands that I come in during my Christmas vacation, literally right as I'm about to board my plane to see my family. And when I tell him no, he freaks out, vandalizes my home, and destroys my property. And I honestly could not be more stunned. Here's what happened. This happened last year. I'm a 22-year-old male that used to work in one of the biggest restaurants in my country. And during Christmas time, it is so busy that we would make the same amount of revenue in just one week during December as we normally would in three whole months. We even have to rent out two whole buildings next to the main building during December due to the fact of how busy it is. Well, about two months in advance, I asked my manager if I could have the two weeks leading up to Christmas, as well as three days after Christmas, because I was going across the country to spend time with relatives I haven't seen in over five years. Surprisingly, he said yes and wrote it on his calendar. I am surprised, because he usually doesn't allow time off from work, especially that long of a break during December because of the Christmas rush. But my manager has a history of telling people a day or two before their time off work that it has been revoked and that they needed to come into work today regardless. But I was just glad that I got the time off and actually called my family telling them that I could see them for Christmas. Now fast forward to the day that I am in my car leaving to go to the airport and you guessed it, I got the dreaded text message from my manager telling me that I needed to come into work today because it's the busiest he has ever seen the store and the two extra buildings aren't even enough space for everyone and they are very much understaffed. I told him that this would be impossible for me as I am about to leave for the airport right now and I got this time approved months ago. He told me that he doesn't care and that they cannot keep up with their work demands. He even says that there's almost an hour wait just to be seen by some of these people. I told him that I am not coming in today and you will have to find someone else to cover for me. And this is when he starts to lose it. He tells me that if I do not come into work today, that I'm going to be fired. So I told him, go ahead, fire me. Nothing will stop me from going on my trip to see my relatives. And then I hung up the phone. He did not give up, though. During the entire car ride to the airport, he just kept calling me so much that I blocked his number. He still messaged me on all of my socials, so I blocked him there as well. I then put my phone on Do Not Disturb as I got to the airport to board my plane. I thought that was the last I would hear of it. But about two days into my trip, I get a text message from one of my friends back in town showing me a picture of my house completely trashed. Spray paint on the front of the house, windows smashed, and my front yard completely ripped up. I was stunned. I thought to myself, who could possibly do that? Then there was a message spray painted on the front of the lawn saying that I should have come into work. And I was fuming. I unblocked my manager's number, called him up, and started to yell at him telling him that I am going to call the police and report him. He says that I wouldn't dare do that and then hung up again. I did end up calling the police and they saw everything that had happened to my yard. They then asked me if I wanted to press charges, to which I said absolutely. When I got back from my trip, I claimed all of this on my insurance and luckily they paid for all of it. I went to his court hearing in January where he broke down saying that he only did this because of the stress from the amount of customers that were in his store. He ended up getting six months in prison for his crimes. But what he said on the stand really got to me. I felt really bad in the end because I felt like I left him with all this stress during the busiest time of the year. So it begs the question, am I the jerk for leaving to go on vacation even though I got the time off? This story is absolutely crazy. This manager definitely needs some help. They actually vandalized this person's house and were stupid enough to not only expose themselves but to basically confirm, hey, yeah, I did this. I mean, what an absolute moron. So no, you are not the jerk. These people 
people suck. This job was horrible. You have every right to go on vacation. The fact that this manager would try to bring people in after they've called off work during the busiest time of the year is a clear sign that this guy sucks at his job. Like, if you know it's going to be busy, then you need to secure people yourself and not try to drag me off of my vacation that I reserved, by the way. So I honestly would not sweat this because having your manager go to your house and vandalize it all because you wouldn't come into work is absolutely crazy. And there's no reason for you ever to put up with that. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the Jerk for getting a colleague fired and a permanent strike on his university record? So we had just gotten back to in-person classes and I go to a school that mostly hires students as interns to give them work experience and each position comes with a lot of perks. I had been a residential advisor for the majority of my schooling and had finally been chosen to become the head residential advisor. I accepted this happily because it meant I got to pick my own room and could ultimately stay alone if I wanted to, and I really, really wanted that. Before I became head RA, I had helped everyone that approached me with an issue, even to the point where if we went to parties and we were all under the influence, I'd still be the one, even in my inebriated state, carrying people back to bed and making sure the girls weren't being touched without consent. I had even broken up cases that would have led to a lot of really bad situations. Fast forward, and I am the head RA. I am also in my final year, and if you haven't pieced it together already, I am someone who puts his all into everything that I do, and I don't like to look at things from an illogical perspective. As the head RA, I also had the task of selecting the next set of RAs. All was moving smoothly, and it was really shaping up to be a good time, apart from a few hectic cases I had to handle. Then, in October, COVID hit the campus. The country I live in has a lot of regulations on health, and they don't mess around with that stuff. I have heard of them shutting down institutions for disregarding health laws. I do not know how accurate that is, but hearing that and being the head RA meant I ultimately had to manage COVID on campus. So we started with the fact that the people who were infected were taken to isolation, and I had to make a schedule for the RAs so that food, medication, and other necessities could be delivered to people in isolation. It was a very hectic period. The numbers kept growing, and our team was way understaffed, but somehow we managed to keep it under control. Then, people I considered to be friends had to go into isolation because of contact tracing laws, and some of them had COVID-19. The same standard was followed for them, and halfway into isolation, they started breaking it by running around campus at night and all that. I kept warning them and letting them know that they couldn't do that because it could lead to us losing control of the situation, and if the Ministry of Health found out during their checks, it would be dire for the institution. One of the guys doing this also had a position with the institution and was well aware of all of this. But even if he wasn't, I had warned him multiple times. He kept breaking isolation time after time, and I kept warning him. During all this, the RAs were having mental breakdowns and were evidently struggling to keep up with the stressful situation. And I was also getting stressed out and overworked and starting to break down almost every other day. It couldn't continue like this, so I had to put my foot down. To do this, I sent a general email to the school informing everyone of the measures I would take if anyone was found breaking isolation protocols. They didn't stop, and I wasn't having it, so I emailed the medical team on campus and listed their names, as well as those who had positions of authority in the school, with all the relevant evidence I could gather, as well as sanctions of the law and code of conduct that they had broken, including witnesses and times, where I had 
had warned them multiple times and they refused to listen. I also filed a disciplinary case against each and every one of them. It took me about five hours to do all of that, as I was very precise in my detailing, even making sure the timestamps were as accurate as possible. Then a friend who was in isolation broke it, and I warned him, and I told him what I would do if he did it again. He also had a position, just like the others, and he broke it again. I sent him a formal warning using the school's official communications account and told him that I would take him up if he broke it again. He broke it for the third time, and I lost it when he sent me a long text message asking why I had only sent him a warning email and not the rest of the people who were also breaking isolation. So I told him that I had filed cases against them for that, and I didn't want to have to do that in his case. I told him to just stop breaking isolation, and he refused and broke it again. At this point, my back was against the wall, so I filed his own case, and I didn't spare any detail. I gave all the information I had about this, as well as screenshots and all. He even went ahead to email the medical team to report me, saying I had sidelined him and was using my position to bully him, so I did not stop at the disciplinary counsel case. I also emailed my manager and explained the situation to her. She put the department that managed student job positions, as well as the head of the campus, in a copy and went off on him. Because they all put their efforts into breaking isolation, we ended up having a lockdown, and that tripled the stress we were having during this time. They still didn't stop breaking isolation protocols, and I matched their energy by recording every single instance and making a direct report to the disciplinary committee. Fast forward to when the cases are over, and he has cut me out of his life. As far as he was concerned, I didn't exist to him, and he had gotten a bunch of other people to do the same. Personally, I didn't mind that. I also found out that the cases I filed led to a lot of other people getting expelled, some being suspended, and a lot of them having permanent reports and strikes placed on their records. I didn't feel bad or remorseful in any way. A lot of them had come to me telling me how I had changed and that they couldn't believe I would do this to them because they were on scholarship and they don't know how they would ever explain all of this to their parents. And you know what? I told them good luck in the most nonchalant way I could. This kept on happening again and again. A lot of conspiracy theories also came out on how COVID was apparently just a version of the flu and how we would just be fine. So every time someone came to me, I would always ask them, if your actions caused COVID to infect and injure another student, what would you tell their parents? And you know what? When I told them that, I never got a response back. I ended up being branded a jerk for basically ruining their degrees and future. And I really need to know, am I the jerk for getting my colleagues fired as well as getting a permanent strike on their university record? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a crazy story because this literally happened in the middle of COVID-19. And I think above anything else, the way these people were acting is incredibly irresponsible. And I don't blame you for a second for deciding to report them. Friends or not, they were being extremely disrespectful and they were doing stuff that could have injured someone who's immunocompromised and has issues with COVID-19. So no, in my opinion, absolutely not. You are not the jerk. You literally gave them so many opportunities to just stay in isolation and not go out at night. Like they literally just had to do nothing and they wouldn't have gotten in trouble. They did this to themselves. And if I was in your shoes, I just would not feel bad about someone else's dumb decisions. And that's honestly not your problem. My boyfriend is convinced that I'm actually cheating on him when I fall asleep and he's being an absolute jerk about it and I don't know what to do. My boyfriend is 30 years old and I'm a 25-year-old female. He has been previously married, has kids, and was physically and mentally abused by his ex-wife wife. And worst of all, she cheated on him with someone close to him. Last night, he accused me of cheating when I unexpectedly fell asleep in the evening and didn't wake up for three hours. I woke up to see that he was calling me and I answered the phone and he was upset. I looked at my phone and I saw that he had texted me many times and tried calling me for many times as well. My first thought that came to mind was, oh no, this isn't going to be good. And while this isn't the first time that something like this has happened, but this incident incident was the worst. I knew he was not going to be happy with me. I tried to explain myself to him and he kept questioning me, wanting to know in detail when I fell asleep and what I was doing beforehand that I was so unoccupied that I couldn't answer him. He asked me why I didn't hear my phone and so I told him that I keep my phone on silent all the time, which is honestly the truth. I never have a ringer on or a notification sound, but he says that I'm lying. He brought up my Bluetooth earbuds. I tried to tell him that I haven't used the in a while, but again, he says that I'm lying. At this point, I'm hurt and I'm trying to figure out what I can say to have him see that I'm innocent. So I try to reassure him by saying, I would not do that to you. You're the only man that I want. I love you so much. But all he says is, I've heard all that before from my ex who cheated on me. Why should I believe you? We went back and forth for a bit on the subject. I'm trying to reassure him that I would never cheat on him and that I love him and that I understand his trauma and that I want to do anything to help 
help reassure him. He goes on to say that he's been through this before, that women have an easier time cheating on men, even going as far as to say that if he was a woman, he definitely would cheat. I asked him then, what does that say about you as a person? And he just didn't answer me. He just kept saying what he did before, and I was honestly stunned. Then, the subject was changed to a date we have planned, and we went into this conversation just a little bit more. Shortly after, he does apologize to me for being unreasonable, and for basically comparing our relationship to what he had with his previous wife, and claiming that I was cheating. I don't remember the rest of the conversation, but he does bring up something that's absolutely ludicrous. He says, you know how you said you do anything to prove yourself to me? Then I want you to go work out with me. And when he said this to me, I was completely thrown off. I am considerably bigger than he is. But that was completely out of left field. I've been wanting to lose weight, and he knows that, so at first I thought it was just an innocent remark. Then I realized he might be using this to try and control my time, to make sure that I'm not cheating, even though I wouldn't do that. I'm so confused and I'm hurt as to what to do here. I know it's hard being cheated on and that trust for anyone being taken away, but this is starting to feel like narcissistic behavior and it's really starting to disturb me. What should I do? It does not sound like your boyfriend is being very nice in the slightest. I mean, he freaked out over you having a nap. Just imagine having children with this man. Literally, it seems like this guy is going to be up on you all the time, making sure that you're not cheating on him. I mean, the misogynistic comments this guy just made about women is really disgusting in my opinion and is absolutely unacceptable. It also kind of sounds like maybe he's not ready for another relationship. He literally accused you of cheating on him all because you took a nap. I mean, how ridiculous is that? So overall, he's just super toxic. And if you choose to stick around with him, hopefully this all works out. Because in my opinion, his actions are a massive red flag. And it's not something I would take lightly. My boyfriend's mom is planning a dinner date for him with another girl. And I honestly don't know what to do. So I'm a 23-year-old female. And I'm currently living with my boyfriend of a little over a year. While he is working. And I am preparing to take my MCAT and apply to medical schools. I have not had the easiest time navigating my post-secondary education. And as a result, I am only now preparing to work towards my goal of becoming a doctor. I come from a family where not many of us go to college. Neither of my parents have a bachelor's degree. I am lucky enough to have completed my bachelor's after attending community college. And up until meeting my boyfriend, I felt as if I had done pretty well for myself and was pretty proud of my accomplishments. This hasn't set well with my boyfriend's mom, though, who emphasized from a young age that her children succeed academically and enter lucrative careers. He did go to a top university and is now starting his very good job. And so I know she feels as if he could do better than me. They fought a lot in the beginning of the relationship and I thought things had been smoothed over for the most part and she had become more accepting of me once we moved in together. After today, however, I'm feeling very depressed. I overheard a phone call that they had with each other where she told him that there's a daughter of a family friend who is interning in our city and she set them up for dinner. She kept saying how this girl is very, very nice and pretty, which I feel shouldn't have been relevant to the conversation if it was only supposed to be for networking. I can only assume she is still looking for better matches for him, even though he is literally in a relationship and lives with me. Although the people of my culture are not the most financially successful, they are full of love and compassion, and I have been missing that dearly. I want to be part of a family that will appreciate me for the love I give to their son, and not one that only cares about what status or money I bring to the relationship. I believe this part of my background is one of the main reasons my boyfriend loves me, and it's because of the warmth and affection I have been able to show him that he 
hasn't experienced from his family or peers. I do love my boyfriend, but I don't know if I want to feel like I am less than him to the most important people in his life until I finally achieve my career goals, which will take at least eight years. Has anyone ever dealt with something like this before? What should I do? It is very unfortunate that this original poster has to deal with this from their boyfriend's mom. It really is toxic and completely unnecessary. I think this lady needs to remind herself that, hey, this girlfriend is going to be a doctor. Like, that's a very prestigious career if that's really what they value. And eventually, a lot of money can come in because of that job. So it's really weird that she would try to set up her son with another woman. And if I was in your shoes and I overheard that conversation, I would definitely go to my boyfriend and be like, hey, what's going on? I overheard that your mom's trying to set you up with another woman. You're not going along with this, are you? Or even a conversation along those lines where you just check in with them and see how things are going and what's actually going on with this dinner or this networking opportunity. Maybe even express to him your concerns about his mom and how she, as well as the rest of his family, just don't respect you in the way that you would want them to. If anything, they really are just being jerks. And that's not fair for you at all. So if you choose to go that route in addressing this, hopefully it goes well. Because it sounds like you really do love your boyfriend. And I honestly don't blame you for wanting to be on good terms with his extended family. Especially if you two end up getting married together. Because anything less than that really could be a nightmare for the rest of your marriage. My girlfriend wants to talk to my ex and I'm not sure what to do. So after some drama with some text messages, my girlfriend of six months has decided that she would like to speak to my ex-girlfriend, who I was in a long-term relationship with for about three years. My ex and I are currently no contact, aside from one singular happy birthday message, mostly because I did not handle things in the best way, and my ex has no respect for my relationship with my current girlfriend, and she only respects her in so much that my girlfriend is a human being and gets that basic crumb of decency. Typically, my ex is an acquired taste. She is very blunt, dry, and sarcastic, but she isn't one of those people who is just mean and uses I'm blunt as an excuse. Once you get to know her, it's so easy to see why she is so many people's go-to person. She is one of the kindest, most fiercely loyal individuals I have ever known. Don't get me wrong, she definitely has some issues, which is one of the reasons I think this is a bad idea, but you get the picture. My girlfriend, on the other hand, is very sweet-natured and funny, but her autism means that she takes absolutely everything at face value. You cannot joke with her unless it's super blatantly obvious. And sarcasm is a hard no, because it goes straight over her head. By her own admission, she is as dumb as soup, although this isn't a mutual thought, just to clarify. To give a brief overview of the scenario, my ex-girlfriend and I were together for three years, and then two on and off, but we were not seeing other people. My friend set me up with my current girlfriend, and after our first date was a success, I immediately ended things with my ex. I do not have any recollection of how I told my ex-girlfriend about my current girlfriend because I was completely under the influence. My ex was obviously hurt by the way I did it because she refused to talk to me about it and has only ever said that what I did was straight up gross. My ex's friends definitely consider me to have cheated on her. In fact, our former mutual friends all took her side and think that what I did was gross. She herself, to the best of my knowledge, doesn't see me as having cheated, but she does feel betrayed. For clarity, I had been telling my ex for a few months that we were just friends and I was single and I could do what I wanted. From the time my current girlfriend and I started dating up until about eight weeks ago, my ex and I spoke a few times a week. I went no contact with her before the birthday message because she overstepped and disrespected my girlfriend too many times and it was more than enough for me to not be okay with it. I'm not sure if my current girlfriend knew I was still in contact with my ex 
because I never expressly told her. When I asked my girlfriend tonight why she wanted to talk to my ex, she said that she wanted to do it to better understand me and just to understand what is going on there. But she itched her nose, which is what she always does when she's telling the truth or the whole truth. I tried to suggest that talking to my ex might not be the best idea and my girlfriend blew up at me in the same way that she did when she found my ex's response to the birthday message I'd sent her. I'd really love some advice on what to do in the situation. Should I let my girlfriend reach out to my ex and speak with her? What should I do? It was probably the biggest mistake of your life to literally let your ex back into your life. What a terrible decision. You really should have kept that no contact going because now you're literally just causing rifts in your relationship and this is all literally just self-imposed problems. Like why on earth would you message your ex in the first place? No contact means no contact. You're literally risking your own relationship just to try and say happy birthday to somebody who feels betrayed by your actions. And you know what? Your ex has a point. What you did to her is really terrible. So if anything, I think the original poster really is the jerk in this situation. It seems like they're trying to keep their ex on the hook and it just is not fair for them. So if anything, I think it's time to just let her go and focus on your current girlfriend because from the sounds of it, she's not happy with you. And I think it's time to do what you need to do to retain that relationship and not let it fall by the wayside. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.